Welcome to Harper Academic Calling. Our podcast is designed to give educators, students, as well as every reader, a behind-the-scenes chat with a range of our authors, from well-loved favorites to up-and-coming debut writers, about their books. Hi, I'm Diane Burrows of the Academic Marketing Department of HarperCollins, and today Harper Academic is calling Karen Levin Coburn, Senior Consultant in Residence and Longtime Assistant, Vice Chancellor, Associate Dean at Washington University in St. Louis. But most importantly, she is the co-author of Letting Go, Parent's Guide to Understanding the College Years, now in its much-needed sixth edition. So my first question is really about those kids have been accepted to college and they're all excited, but that summer before, what other conversations that parents should have with their children before they get to school? That summer before is often a roller coaster for the students and for their families. Uh, And there are certain conversations that I think it's really important for them to have. And These tend to be a lot of the things that keep parents up at night with worries. And I guess I can divide it into thinking about um, what we call the sex, drugs, and rock and roll part, about thinking about drinking and sexual assault, because there's so many uh, articles in the newspaper and things on TV about that, and safety, uh, and also to talk about health and wellness and about academic expectations. So let's just start with some of the safety and um, sexual assault and drinking. I think one way to frame this is to ask your son or daughter about what they have been thinking about how they will respond if they get themselves into a situation in which everybody is drinking too much or they're worried about a roommate. Have they thought about how they're going to handle that? And that way, they don't. the student is unlikely to feel on the attack from the parents, that the parents are attacking them. Um, and I think asking them what they've thought about, how they're going to stay safe in a university situation. And that is a chance for the parents to say, well, you know, one of the things I hope you'll do is to walk in groups. Or when you're out someplace where people are drinking, if you have a drink, not to let your drink sit someplace where you can't see it at all times. And also asking them, uh, you know, if you're going to be walking home at night, go with, take the shuttle or go with another person. So giving them some advice, but mainly asking them what they're thinking, getting them to take responsibility and think about it. Uh, I think also asking them, what they're hoping to do to stay focused on academic work when they're going to live in a place where people are up till all hours of the night and there's so many distractions, have they thought about how they're going to handle that? Now, how do you bring up those conversations? I think there is no one particular way that fits everyone. So I would urge families to think about how do you have those conversations in your family? Is it the kind of thing where you sit down and have a family meeting and it's pretty structured? Or are you more likely to do it on the fly? 
I know that a lot of families say the best way to do it is to go out running with my son or daughter or out on a bike ride. And most families find it's more effective to ask these questions, to engage in these conversations if it's one-on-one, rather than, as the students say, the rents, giving a speech to the student. So those are some of the things that uh, I think are most on parents' minds. One other thing is to talk to them about money. And we know in many families, it's easier to talk about sex than it is to talk about money. So letting them know um, how important it is to avoid misuse of a credit card, explain to them if they don't already know how credit card debt works, together work up a proposed budget for the first semester, and then expect to review that. And then something that's on all parents' mind these days, I think, is how they're going to keep in touch with uh, ubiquitous texting and emailing and phone calls. Um, what are the minimum that parents expect? You know, what, what do they want? How often do they want to hear from their child? And what they're going to find out is that they're used to um, being able to be in touch multiple times a day often. But if their son or daughter is really engaged and happy, they may forget to call. So I think what parents should do is just talk about, we'd like to hear from you at least once a week and set that up just the way they did it in the old days and then see how it goes. It's amazing. I think that kids forget that their parents' feelings get hurt when they miss the phone call, when they miss the date. And it's a sign of maturity when you remember. Right. The conversation that is very typical is a parent to say, "Uh, did you get my email? Uh, Did you get my text? And the student says, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I read it. But then no answer. And then on the other hand, there are the students who call all the time. And the parent may have to say, it's great to talk to you, but this issue that you're dealing with, I'd really like you to go talk to some people on campus. Have you thought about going to the tutoring center? Or to... So it, it varies from student to student how much they will call. Well, I think oh, there's so many resources now for parents. Right. There's separate websites for them where there's an awful lot of information. How, do, how at Washington University do you, do you present that to parents these days? We talk to parents. We have a parent orientation that is two days, and um, we have a parent's website. And what we tell parents is everything that we are telling you, we also tell the students. But the students are so overwhelmed with so much new information and trying to find their place in this new setting that we want the parents to be our partners. And we want the parents to know what's available so that when their student calls home, instead of the parent jumping in and trying to solve the problem, the parent can be a coach and refer the student to the appropriate service. And often students are shocked that their parents are so wise. And they want to say, how did did you know that we had this available? So I think that it is... um, all schools now, I think it's very important for parents to pay attention to their new role as a coach rather than um, a hands-on advisor. Right, so no, no 
calling the professor? No, calling the professor <laughs> would not go over well at all. I think um, being a referral is great. There are those occasional times if a parent is really worried about their child's um, behavior, if, the, if their son or daughter is saying, you know, I'm so depressed and I just can't make any friends and I, I take my dinner up to my room every night because I can't find anyone to eat with, that may be time to call the residence halls, to call the freshman dean, whoever is the point person for first-year students. And, um, or it could be sophomore year, it could be any year that this can happen. And to say, here's something I know I'd like you to know about. And even though the people at the university cannot tell them things about their student because of privacy laws, they can listen. Right. And very often, those of us at colleges and universities appreciate it when a parent calls and alerts us to something that we may not have known because perhaps the student is revealing this only to the parents. Especially when the kid is feeling very isolated. Yeah. And so, you know, you have a new addition. You have, this is the sixth. Right. And so times change and parenting, parenting styles change. What was the, a few of the real key changes in this new edition? Well, as you might expect, one of the key changes in this new edition is the impact of technology. The fact that um, students can stay so connected to their high school friends that they don't engage at the new university, that can be a problem. It's something I would like parents to talk to their uh, sons and daughters about. The fact that it's so possible for parents to be so engaged and over-engaged, you know, to be texting every day. It's great if the parents can wait till they hear from their son or daughter if, if they're getting communication in a timely manner. The other thing is the impact of social media. And the positive information that get pa- gets passed around social media, but also the misinformation, the way that rumors start, the way that students can really hurt each other or be hurt by someone. This is really quite new, and we're seeing it in the world, but we're seeing it on college campuses. I think that um, the anxiety level seems to be higher than ever. We know more and more students who are so stressed before they even get to college that um, I think that we should be aware that a student may need a break or may not need to take a full load for a semester. I think that all the studies show that more students are stressed and have anxiety than ever before. The other thing is, on a positive note, The kinds of courses in the curriculum, the kinds of interdisciplinary studies, courses that parents never heard about, are all kinds of possibilities. So students who might be studying uh, art and technology at the same time, or environmental studies with Arabic. I mean, I see all kinds of, of combinations among students, and I think that The interdisciplinary studies is a very positive thing on college campuses. The fact that uh, 
we're much more global and more students than ever spending some time abroad. Very few students these days actually spend a whole year abroad. Uh, but more students are spending time abroad and they're going to much more, um, I would say, non-traditional places to study and learning the languages. So those are some of the things that we saw different. The book also has a lot more resources in it, more websites that are available to parents, and this can be very, very helpful. How can a parent sort of get those expectations under control for their kids? Their kids are so stressed, and they've been on this march towards college, and their expectations are probably pretty high in terms of excitement and anxiety. How can a parent understand what they really want to accomplish that first semester? I think there's been so much tension about getting in and the whole admissions process that it's important to take a breath and for both parents and students to think about, wait a minute, what is this all about? And one of the things that I think can be helpful is for parents to sit down and actually talk to their student about what are you hoping to get out of this experience in college? Not what do you want to be doing for the next four years or for the rest of your life, but what will make this first semester feel successful for you? And ask them to think about what they hope and dream for themselves that at the end of the first semester, they can look back and say, okay, this happened. I made this happen. And it shouldn't just be about grades. Ask them to think about what kind of experiences they want to have, what they want to expose themselves. And then if they um, want to do this, one of the things that has worked for many parents, and which I have actually done with my own student advisees at Washington U, is to give them a card in an envelope and say, I'd like you to write three things that you hope will happen this first semester and write it down and then seal the envelope and give it back to them. And then when they come home for winter break, ask them to open the envelope. Maybe the parent has kept it, maybe the student has kept it. And just look at what were their hopes and dreams? How much have they realized them? and the ones that were realized to feel good about it, and the ones that have yet to happen to think about how they'll make that happen the next semester. It's amazing to me how the staff at NOTA, the people at FYE, they are so committed to getting kids through that, not just the first semester, but through the four years in great shape, excited throughout. It's an amazing, amazing job. And I, 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 I'm always jealous that I didn't think of it when I was in school. <laughs> it never occurred to me. I think there is more concern about helping students make the most of their experience all four years. And I think we're now getting to the point, and we certainly tried to do this in the book, of looking not just at the first year, but thinking about what happens sophomore sure. year and all the pressures on sophomores. And then what kind of pressures there are as they move through junior and senior year and think about how they're going to make that transition from college to the world of work. 
So in spite of all the things that we read about how tough things are on college campuses and all the scandals, I think it's a wonderful time to go to college. There is more available in ways of support for undergraduates, whether they're at a small college or within a large university. I think there ever has been before. And I think we recognize the part that parents and families can play in that. That's great. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Harper Academic Calling. Subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite third-party app for more episodes. And be sure to visit us at harperacademic.com for more information about this and other great books.